Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay and the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. For our Florida listeners, we also have an office in the Bonita Springs area. Please visit our website at ellenbecker.com. On our website, you can put a face with a name because we have bios and videos for all of our advisors. We also have our current events plus links to past radio shows. Today's radio show is a special because we are currently dealing with the coronavirus and we have a lot of individuals who have either lost their job or are working from home. A lot of change has happened in quite a short amount of time. And so today we have Kate Greenway with us. She is a licensed psychotherapist who has been practicing for over 35 years. She currently maintains her practice at Cedar Creek Counseling in Mequon. She's also a national seminar leader and designs and facilitates trainings. And she also does teaching at the University of Milwaukee. And so we have Kate on the show. So thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. So glad to have you here. Thanks, Anne. I'm really glad to be here today. And when we were thinking about how best to serve our clients in the community, one of the things that came up was really the the mental impact that the virus has had on the community and individuals. So that's why it's great that you can be on the show because You know, I really deal with individuals on a money and financial perspective, but there's a lot that's going on in individuals' individuals heads and minds right now. So what are some of the things that you're seeing or hearing or you're anticipating that people are really experiencing right now because of the virus? Well, I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking about how I wanted to start Mm -hmm. the focus on the show. And... What crossed my mind was talking about the word crisis, Mm. because that's really the word that's being used over and over and over again. And for us to understand what crisis means will be very helpful as we, you know, go through our days, our relationships, our fears, our anxieties. And one of the ways I like to think about the word crisis is what's been said by many teachers and writers uh, is to understand the word crisis in terms of how the Chinese character is crafted. In the Chinese characters, the word crisis is a combination of the word danger and the word opportunity. And I think for me at least, and the people I've been working with, that's a very profound and very helpful way about Um, how to think about this. And that's what I've noticed too, is that when we're talking about um, our clients or our small businesses, it's really those that understand what we're in, the danger we're in, and and the things that we're facing, 
but what opportunities, what can they change? How can they make this better for themselves because of that? But I think a lot of people kind of get, I don't want to say stuck, but they focus so much on the danger that it's hard for them to kind of pick their head up from that. Right. And that's why I think this is such a useful way to think about the word crisis. It's both of those things. It can be both of those things. And maybe not exactly in the very same second, but in the same moment, mm -hmm. you know, to keep asking ourselves that question, what do I sense the danger now? What do I sense is the opportunity now? And to be able to look at it in a holistic way and be able to carry both, like one in one hand and one in the other hand, and bring them together as, as a comprehensive way of understanding. And I think the opportunity we have is to change some of our old patterns, mm -hmm. some of our old ways of thinking about things, some of the old ways that we've been stuck in relationships with people or with ourself, really addressing some of the old fears we might have been carrying. And when the new ones come up, to look them straight, you know, straight in the face and work with it instead of letting it, you know, take us down. I think that's really, really helpful. And a lot of times we talk about danger, but what emotions would that bring up for individuals so that they can identify that they're really living in fear right now? Like I can say, oh, yes, I'm fearful, but I might do that by sitting in my bedroom or I might do that. You know, what are the ways that this might manifest for individuals so that they can say, oh, I, I know what's going on right now? Well, I think what's important to remind ourselves of is that having emotional, psychological reactions, fear bubbling up mm -hmm. in different ways is absolutely normal right now. And that this is a um, really, as everybody's been saying, unprecedented time. And so to have these kinds of feelings, whether it's anxiety, grief, fear, despair, those are all really normal reactions to the hugeness of what's happening. Well, and I think that's a, a good point, too, because it's huge. It, it's not, you know, it's been a complete change of lifestyle. It's been a complete change of way people do work, <laughs> with the way they interact with families, um, you know, and it's it's fear. But what I've also been noticing is that there's been some sadness or some loss in there because individuals are celebrating weddings and birthdays and funerals and not having that that interaction with individuals. So I think your point of it's it's a huge event um, is a great way of framing it. And the world as we knew it is gone. We feel the you know the rug pulled out from under our feet. We hear about and see or experience ourselves great human suffering. And I think it's really important to let tears flow if they're welling up inside of us. And even if we don't know where they're coming from, the amount of grief that's being circulated is a global experience. And I think that's part of the opportunity. You know, lots of people are saying we're in this together. So to be able to let that be part of what carries us forward, whether it's in grief 
or fear or connection or laughter mm-hmm. um, or outreach. You know, the, the kinds of outreaching that people, many people have been doing is, is really extraordinary, whether it's face-to-face on a computer or um, I was reading last night about emergency medical professionals driving across the country to New York City to help. Wow. And the sense of purpose that that's being felt by many, many people and heroism really it's mm-hmm. it's gigantic. And it's it's taken some of the distractions away in a way because um, we are at home. We do have time to think and to see what's really important and how quickly things can be taken away, except for the things that are important. Um, like, you start to appreciate, yep, the connection, the community, the fact that we are all one human race and we're we're here as a community to help one another. And I think um, that's that's you know from everything that's going on, that's the cool thing to see is individuals reaching out, giving what they can, trying to do what they can. Um, and I think part of it, too, is it helps us get over some of that grief and that disconnection and that sadness we might be experiencing when we can do something for someone else. It really right. helps. You know, a minute ago, you, you used the word distraction. And I think when we're distracted, uh, we are, don't pay as much attention to the human connections all around us or we take um, our relationships for granted. And I think many people are returning to their sense of gratitude for what the love that they do have in their lives and are being given by people around them. And I guess that as we're talking right now, I keep thinking of you know what I've been reading about New York City, for example, and how right now, you know, that situation is, you know, so much more extreme than what we're experiencing here in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. even though things are getting intense everywhere. And I think it's important to find the way, each of us, to find the way to understand what's going on in other places. And at the same time, not be completely overwhelmed or distracted by that. Mm -hmm. So to bring ourselves back to, so what can I do about my life right now and hold the situation, for example, hold the situation that's happening in New York or that was happening in Italy or really any any of the ex- more extreme situations in our heart, you know, sending, you know, compassion and love and taking care of ourselves in the here and now the best we can. Well, and that people that we're Yep. And that brings up a good point, too, of taking care of ourselves because we can get overwhelmed so quickly and easily. But I just want to take a really quick break. But when we come back, what I want to talk about are what are some of those warning signs? How do we know when we're becoming overwhelmed or that it is too much? How do we know that we're not absorbing some of the things we're seeing in New York and and blowing it out of proportion or not being able to handle our own life properly. So that's when we come back, that's, those are a few things that I'll, I'll want to talk Great. about. Okay, perfect. Great. I'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I have with me Kate Greenway. She is a licensed psychotherapist, certified clinical hypnotherapist and grief support specialist and has been practicing for over 35 years. And today we are talking about the coronavirus and what some of the mental effects mental health effects might be when it comes to this virus. And so we're talking about some of the ways that it, we might be able to notice it through grief and fear and worry. Um, but what are some of the warning signs that we are taking this in a little bit too much or that we need help or that we just need to maybe pause and think about what's happening? Right. I've been thinking about that. And I would say these uh, reactions are almost 100% universal. Mm. Uh, different people had different amounts of, of irritability, impatience, exhaustion, anger flaring up, confusion, making mistakes that we might not normally make, mm -hmm. um, and all, any or all of those feelings being feeling extreme like more than we usually feel and not being able to manage sometimes the simplest daily life activities and i think you know one of the biggest things is the pervasive feeling of being overwhelmed and not knowing what to do about that and I wanted to focus on that first because a very common theme is people saying they're feeling overwhelmed by the information, by the images, by the fear, by the um, difference of opinions mm. that they're getting from, from different places, yep. and um, they don't know what to do with that. And so I've been really encouraging people to be extremely intentional, extremely careful about where they um, get their news from uh, and when uh, yeah. and, and how much and not just take what's coming at them. And a lot of people have decided not to watch so much on the television, for example, but to choose a print medium, whether it's an actual physical paper or an online periodical that they can they can go to when they want to and give themselves 10 or 15, 5, 20 minutes to glance, choose which articles they want to read, and make those choices on purpose, intentionally, that is something we can control, mm -hmm. even though we have no control over the, you know, the larger um, pandemic, mm -hmm. except the very carefully given, you know, public health guidelines. So I think finding things that we can control that we can do something about, whether it's following a simple routine every day, choosing our own news, news sources, and uh, the time we take that in, 
um, choosing what we eat. Mm. Yep. Choosing how much we sleep. Try to get extra sleep support. Listening to calming music. Getting some extra pillows. Um, I would say talking to our financial advisors <laughs> to get to get uh, you know yep. um, re encouragement and support. Well, as you um, were talking, a lot of the same information is kind of what I've been telling my clients too. It's like put down the Facebook, turn off the TV. Um, here's really what, if you want to know what's really happening, feel free to ask me any questions, but really going to a source that you trust to say, yep. okay, what's going on, whether it's, you know, what you're feeling, what you're hearing out in the community when it comes to the virus financially, it's go to those people that you trust and you know, will give you the facts and then turn a lot of it off and start finding the things that give you that sense of calm and that sense of connection. Um, I know routine for our family is has been huge. Just making sure that, especially during the week, we get up like we normally do. We take a shower. We get dressed. We have a routine like, oh, it's 1030. This is what the household is, is doing. I think having some of that helps get you out of your mind because then you just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Once again, like you were saying, control, finding mm -hmm. ways that you can have control in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then being able to say, I want to know about this thing. I want to know how to make a no so simple face mask for myself. Mm. So how am I going to get that information? Yeah. And, you know, going out, to the internet, doing a simple Google search, getting three examples, turning it off, yep. and then going in and getting the rubber bands and the, the handkerchiefs and making the face mask and feeling like there's something that I can do about that. Right, exactly. And I think to give ourselves um, permission to make mistakes and to be patient with each other as we all make mistakes and say something we didn't mean, forget something, barge in when somebody's trying to meditate, you know, anything that could be irritating or hurtful to realize that this is a time when that kind of thing might happen more often mm -hmm. and to be much more patient with each other, I think is really, really important. Yeah, just kind of taking that deep breath before you say anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because mm -hmm. we're all in closed quarters right now. And so, you know, even though I love my husband dearly, there's going to be things that normally I wouldn't notice because I'm not watching it every single day. And so just kind of giving each other that grace of, yes, we're all in this together. We all have our little quirks. Um, in the whole scheme of things, it's really not the end of the world because we're all still healthy. Um, you know, I still have the home roof over my head. You know, I still have ways to connect to individuals. But, um, yeah, just watching your patience and, and giving yourself um, the tools that you need in order to relax. And you had, you had mentioned meditation, but... Um, you know, a lot of times there's ways to meditate without kind of sitting in a dark room and yep. <laughs> going, um. <laughs> right. No, that, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think 
um, in a very, very practical way, letting ourselves take a simple walk, noticing the buds coming out, listening to the birds, um, waving to someone on the other side of the street. When I think of meditation, I think of it as being aware, mm -hmm. doing or being with as much awareness as possible, being very present in the present moment. And I think that's something that will help us continue to feel grounded, like we have our feet on the, on the earth, we have enough time, which is something that two months ago many people were running ragged, mm -hmm. and now there seems to be a lot of extra time. And so making conscious choices, what do I want to do with this time? What, how can I connect with somebody on purpose, somebody I love? What can I, how can I utilize the internet for, for um, healthy purposes and not just spend hours and hours uh, distracted and lost in outer space mm -hmm. somewhere? There are a lot of classes and offerings that are completely free that people are utilizing. Well, and that reminds me too, like I've been seeing, um, I don't know where I've been seeing it, but it says, it. the premise of it is when you rush back to normal life, are the things you're rushing back to really what you want to be rushing back to? And I think that has, you know, if nothing else, this time has put a lot of things in perspective. Um, and I almost have this feeling of I finally get a moment to do things that are important to me. And I almost get this feeling like, oh, I'm going to run out of time because we're going to go back to normal life and it's going to be crazy and, and busy. So one of my hopes is that we'll kind of slow down as a community and really start focusing on the important things and not the busyness of life. I think that's crucial. And I love what you said about hope. <clears throat> Even though the enormity of the crisis is pressing down on us and wrapped around us, to be able to keep you know that flame of hope alive in us as individuals, as families, as community, how do we want our world to look mm -hmm. when the crisis has abated somewhat? What kinds of personal changes, family changes, community changes, environmental changes do we want and what are we going to do about that to bring about this kind of um, world that serves a deeper purpose mm -hmm. and not just busyness? Right, right. Well, let's take a break here because what I want to do when we come back is kind of talk about the tools or the techniques that might help put some of that into focus for us or to help us have, you know, maybe goals when we do come out of this or have um, help us put the right frame of mind of, okay, once we get to the business and we make it through, what can we do with that? How can we make that look? So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, CFP and CPA with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And 
Today I have with me Kate Greenway, licensed psychotherapist and grief support specialist and expert in this industry for over 35 years. So she really knows what she's talking about and has had the opportunity to help and guide um, a lot of people, especially in our community, as we're going through this coronavirus. And we're all secluded, we're all safe at home, or we're dealing with the fear of a loved one being sick, or this is a serious virus. So there is the possibility that if you have a loved one who has health issues, it is a potential fatal disease for them. And so we're all at home kind of worrying about all of this in our head and we're hearing it on TV. And what I hope we talk about in this next segment is really what are the tools or techniques? What are some ways that we can get things out of our head, put some perspective on things, kind of give us that guidance? Um, for example, one of the things that we're doing at our household is as we are noticing things that we're missing, we are writing them down so that once we leave and we can go wherever we want and talk to whoever we want, we can pull some of these back out and say, remember, we really wanted to go see grandma, so let's go see grandma. Or we really wanted to go to the playground, which is your favorite, let's go do that. Because I think that helps tie things together of, um, you know, gives us something to look forward to once we are out of our house. But then it also ties it back saying, this is what was really important to us. So as we were talking about the whole busyness, it's so easy to get kind of swamped and into that busyness again that that was just one way that our household is able to um, kind of get through this but there are tons and tons of things that people could could be doing but what are some things that you think would be helpful for individuals that either will put some focus on this perspective on this or help them get through this as we are you know coming up on a couple weeks now and of being at home mm-hmm the first thing I wanted to uh, talk about was why we're staying home oh. and to remind ourselves about that. Um, I think that was confusing for a while. Mm. Um, people, you know, because it, it just took a little while, at least for the people I know and myself, to understand what was really going on. This wasn't just something far away. This was happening in our world right now. And when we started hearing about the stay-at-home recommendations, I think that was confusing for people. Well, I'm not sick. Why do I have to stay home? And I think hopefully what's happening now all across the country and really all over the world is people are understanding more and more about what, how staying at home can be helpful for the good of the whole. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, by most of us staying home most of the time, we are slowing down the, the contact between people that spreads the virus. So it's not just me, you know, I'm not sick so I can do whatever I want. It's really about you know, taking on the attitude of we're all doing this for the good of the whole. And I think my hope is that will 
that sense of doing things for the good of the whole is something that will stick with humanity uh, as much as possible going forward so that we actually reinvigorate our sense of you know, living in a global community and that we have a responsibility to the whole, to some extent, you know, different people in different ways to different extents. But to break down some of that um, isolationism that, that I think keeps us separate from each other. So my hope is that even though we are uh, social distancing, we can also open our minds and hearts to the, the whole of humanity. Well, and we're, I think this is also showing us that even though we like to think that we can handle all of this on our own and that we do live in a, you know, a silo, we really don't. We really do depend on each other way more than I think we know. And mm -hmm. I also think that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it really is, I think sometimes we don't want to give because we feel that people will take. And I think this is really showing individuals that we need each other to mm -hmm. really make it. And it's not about give or take. It's about we're a community. And if you need something, I got your back. And if I need something, you got my back. And so it's not a, you know, a tally, a, you know, I've done 90%, you've only done 10%. It really right. is when people are in need, I, I got you when... I'm in need, you got me. And it's just that sense of, of community that I'm hoping kind of comes out from this. I know. I'm thinking of that movie from quite a long time ago, Paid Forward. Oh, Did yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah. And, and that whole sense of even if we don't know where our um, good deeds will end up, that we just give it out to the next person and that hopefully then they will give it out to the next person and we keep paying it forward that way. Mm -hmm. to help help the goodness of of the whole you know it's uh, that is one of my hopes that what will come out of this and i think for us to be asking the question right now what really matters yep and in, in a lot of different uh segments of our lives and i think for you in in your work dealing with people's money, protecting people's money, guiding people to make financial decisions, and all of the fear that's been associated with that the past few weeks, and so many people losing their jobs and the economy. I think to be able to really understand all of that in terms of what really matters and how can we cope with that as a comprehensive human race and that's a good than, point, too, yeah. because, um, yeah, I deal with individuals, finances and money, but it's never about the money. <laughs> like when you really look to see what their fear is, it's never about the money. So, right. so kind of your point of just taking a step back and saying, OK, what's really important here? Because it might not be, you know, you, losing a job might not be about losing the job. It might be because you're fearful that you'll, you know, disappoint your family or you're fearful that um, you might not have the next meal on the table. So it's, you know, it's never the obvious thing. And I heard something, uh, it's like a technique where you have to ask the question why 
seven times to get to the real reason of something. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of that reflection, which we have plenty of time right now, <laughs> of just reflecting of, you know, well, I want this job. Well, why is that important? Because I want to do this. Well, why is that important? And just taking the time and allowing yourself to, you know, really dig into some of those those reasons. Um, and I'm assuming that um, this is just, it's good to be doing, even though we're in a crisis right now, these are all good things to be doing normal. Right. Right. And I think, you know, doing some of that internal questioning with pen and paper handy mm. is really, really useful. Even if the sentences aren't complete sentences, um, to just keep writing, ask questions, keep writing. Maybe there's more questions and more questions. Maybe, you know, um, we're remembering a dream we had. Maybe there's a fear that we're exploring. Maybe there's a yearning that we're feeling to connect with somebody who um, lives far away or who may not be alive anymore. Mm. You know, just letting ourselves be reflective, self-reflective in a way that's very, very personal. Mm -hmm. Some some people I know are actually creating a family notebook oh. that, um, you know, they keep on the kitchen table and somebody will, one of the family members will write down a thought or a question that they have and then, you know, close the book, put a little sticky on it that says, look inside. <laughs> and then, other family members will come and they'll respond or ask another question that's related to the first question. Mm -hmm. So it's like a whole nother layer of communication that's possible when people are around home more. Oh, that's, that's interesting because it's, it's not like in your face and it gives people time to reflect on how they'd want to respond as well. Um, and it can get quite creative because you could draw a picture or you could do a riddle back or, you know, so it can yep. help with some of that creativity too, instead of just being stuck here. So I like that. That's a really nice right. idea. Yeah. And if people have, you know, uh, colored markers to put those on the table too. And it's like it, and I think it goes hand in hand with what you were talking about in terms of things that your family, each person misses during mm -hmm. this time, that those could be held in some place in the notebook. And it could be a really precious um, document that's yep. referred to uh, for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great I idea. Wanted, I wanted to say something about music also. Oh. Um, many people know that listening to different kinds of music affects them differently. And I would strongly, strongly suggest that people actively utilize their favorite music right now to, to support themselves, to bring on a mood, to dispel a mood, to evoke a mood, to remember something precious, you know, either in the background as they're, you know, having a conversation with each other or right up front, you know, using headphones, soaking up the words to a song. A friend of mine from far away sent the, the music from um, a Bill Withers song. He was a very um, prominent 
um, soul musician quite a long time ago, and he wrote that song, Lean On Me. Oh, yeah. And uh, he died last week, and so a lot of people are sharing his music. And the words to that song, for example, are exactly relevant to what's happening in our world right now. Oh, that's so. That's good to know. Yeah, and you know that's the way to use the internet also to find a song. Oh, remember that song from you know ten years ago? We can find it, probably watch it, listen to it, no charge. Yeah. You know, it's easy to access that kind of mood enhancing. Yeah. Uh, stimulation that uh, is healthy. Well, it's also a good way of interacting with the community, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, mine is Rise Up by Audra Day. Like, that's the one, like, anthem, like, gets me through this. But that's a great way of connecting with the community, asking friends, family, what is their anthem right now when they just need a pick-me-up? Because I'm sure there's just some fantastic answers to that right now. So if anybody's listening, I would love to hear your answers. That would be, I think, a I, lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that word anthem is excellent because it has a very powerful meaning. Um, but we do have to take one more break. Uh, when we okay. come back, I want to make sure that individuals know how to get a hold of you, but then also if there's any resources or things that can we can provide or ideas as we kind of sign off here. But we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host today, Ann Mank, CFP and CPA with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I have Kate Greenway, licensed psychotherapist with me who has been practicing for over 35 years and has just been a wealth of knowledge and also a calming voice in this time of working through the coronavirus and staying at home. So with that, Kate, is there any last words or anything that you would just like to make sure our listeners hear before we have to get going? Yeah, I have. I wrote a list, actually. I'm just <laughs> going to read it like a poem. Oh, okay. Because uh, you, you said, what are some things we can do to help our loved ones in our community? Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote, patience, deep listening, be a team. Share the load, clear up misunderstandings, flexibility when possible, follow public health guidelines and <laughs> use reliable information sources such as the CDC and Department of Health Services and envision the future so that, so that we can move in that direction together. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> and just really good things to think about. Like as you were checking that off, I was like, that would be a great list anyways, just to see every single day and just ground yourself and think about what's important and what you really need to think about during the day. So yeah. that is just yeah. really great advice. And, you know, now is the time where community is important. Um, patience is important. Taking the deep breath. Um, I'm amazed at when I go outside how quiet it is. And mm -hmm. I've also, as I've been going around walks in the neighborhood, noticing that we have 
deer and turkey and you know you see all these bunnies and squirrels who I think just are usually too scared to come out or we've overtaken their environment and now they're overtaking ours. Um, yep. So just getting back into nature and slowing down, um, really thinking about what's important and hopefully we all can take that going forward as we come out of this virus and we all start coming out of our home again um, and maybe not rushing back to that busyness. Not rushing back. That's yeah. really important. Instead of rushing back to keep ourselves slower. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, Kate, if anybody needs any assistance or help or they just want more information from you, what's the best way for somebody to, to contact you? The best way, the easiest way, is to go to my personal website, uh, www.kategreenway.com. And there are links to my practice at Cedar Creek Counseling. I work at UWM, phone number on there. Everything's right there. It's very small. It's just one page at this point, but um, people can find me. Yeah, people can find me. And I'm also doing teletherapy now, so... Um, it's very easy to, to do any kind of personal work. Oh, that's perfect. Especially, I think that's what I've noticed. Most people are, are way more flexible now when it comes to technology. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you're, you know, mentally not as well as you normally are, getting out of the house is hard. And so having that option um, could be a lifesaver. So, yep. I appreciate your time. This has been wonderful. If you need any more information, please reach out to, to Kate. She is wonderful to talk to. Um, but as always, we appreciate you being here. And don't forget, Money Sense airs on Saturday from 2 to 3 and Sunday from noon to 1. And Kate, I just want to thank you for being here. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Anne. It was wonderful. Awesome. And as always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Thank you to all our clients who are listening. I know you have a lot of choices, so we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. Annette Ellen Becker, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more information and have a great rest of your day.